0: All right, on today's podcast, I'm joined by Carol Browner. She's the former EPA Administrator and also a former Energy and Climate Advisor to President Obama. And currently, she is the Nuclear Matters Advisory Council member. And so, Carol, thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to talk to you about nuclear power.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: I first uh, came upon a health report that talks about the air quality and health impacts of Potential Nuclear Energy Generator Closures in Pennsylvania and Ohio. It's a pretty interesting report. I'd like you to kind of touch on it and, and what the takeaways are from that report.
1: Well, this report out of the University of Washington uh, looks at air quality and health impacts of potential closures, um, as you said, in both Pennsylvania and Ohio. And I think stepping back for a moment, it's just important to to remind folks that air pollution is a major burden to human health and electricity generation is a major source of air pollution. Uh, The burning of fossil fuels uh, contributes uh, to air pollution, obviously contributes to uh, climate change. Um, Nuclear energy or nuclear electricity generators do not admit significant amounts of air pollution. And so um, as companies and states look at closing existing uh, nuclear facilities, uh, the likelihood is that those will be replaced, at least in the short term, uh, with fossil fuel burning facilities. And that means more air pollution and more climate change uh, challenges.
0: And the health risks and consequences from that are quite significant. I know in the report they talked about numbers of deaths that uh, are, would be added or, or could potentially be added if those plants closed. Can you touch a little bit about the consequences and who it impacts?
1: One of the things um, I did when I was at EPA back in the 90s is we set the first fine particle standard. Uh, these are little tiny particles of air pollution, 2.5 microns. You can't Really see them, but they can become embedded in uh, lungs and they're so tiny you can't cough them out you can't spit them out Um, and they can contribute to premature uh, death, particularly in older uh, Americans they can make asthma attacks worse uh, in our children and what the uh, study uh, concluded is that if the three nuclear power plants, uh, Pennsylvania and two in Ohio, that were looking at closing, um, they were replaced uh, by non-nuclear your generators. In other words, not Wind or solar, the result would be an increase of 126 human deaths per year, which is significant. And again, these are generally older Americans, premature uh, death, illness, and you know something that can be avoided. I, you know, I support uh, much more wind and solar. I hope to continue to see that industry uh, grow. It has grown significantly, and it continues to grow. I also believe that the climate change crisis is real. That we need to act uh, responsibly we need to act immediately. And taking a source of clean energy, of carbon-free energy, uh, nuclear power offline and replacing it with fossil fuels simply doesn't make any sense. Uh, There are deaths associated with the fossil fuel burning. Uh, There's a climate crisis. And so what we need to do is maintain those facilities. They're approximately 20% of baseload in the country. And then, you know, as we continue to grow other sources, uh, see what makes sense.
0: And now you haven't always been a, a staunch supporter of nuclear power. What, what kind of led you down to this path and, and becoming an advisory council member for nuclear matters?
1: Um, that's right. I was like, I think, many uh, environmentalists. I sort of formed an opinion somewhere back in my 20s, you know, 40 years ago of I'm opposed to nuclear power. And I, I never really reconsidered it. Uh, as the head of the EPA, I did a lot of work on air pollution. Um, we made a lot of strides in terms of setting tough public health standards, driving down pollutants. Uh, but then when I left EPA, I was uh, looking more broadly at energy production in the United States and uh, was working with a group of people on, on some nuclear issues. And I realized in, in the course of that process that my uh, position in opposition to nuclear really didn't make any sense in light of my great concern about climate change. And so I changed my position. I I looked at the facts and I said, this simply doesn't work to continue to oppose a source of energy that does not uh, contribute to the climate crisis. Um, It doesn't make sense to dig the hole deeper when we're trying to solve a problem. And so uh, that's when I uh, changed my mind and then subsequently started working uh, with the uh, Nuclear Matters Advocacy Group.
0: Sure. And, and you're not the, the only environmentalist who has changed their mind as climate crisis has worsened. We've, we've seen a lot of people doing that. And, and it only makes sense. I mean, you, you're trying to fight uh, a very human crisis that, that could basically wipe us all out. So it's, it's important. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, it's very important. I mean, this is the, the climate crisis is the, the, the biggest environmental crisis the world has ever faced. It's certainly something that the scientists tell us needs to be addressed and uh, probably more rapidly than we had even once thought. Uh, unfortunately, we're not doing that. It's obviously very troubling to me. But one of the things we can do is one become informed about our sources of energy. What's what's non-carbon? What produces carbon? And then you know we've seen many states start to take a uh, position to preserve their carbon-free sources of energy uh, while they continue their commitment to wind, to solar, to uh, more energy-efficient buildings and appliances, things like that. But, you know, you're you're, you're exactly right. There are other environmentalists um, across the country. There are environmental organizations uh, that have begun to speak out on the current role of the existing nuclear power uh, plants and how important it is to preserve that.
0: Now, as the former EPA administrator, what is your view of what's happening under the Trump administration and and all of the rollbacks that they've done on EPA uh, regulations? How do you feel about that? well i'm
1: I'm obviously very disturbed by um, the Trump administration's uh, failure to protect public health and the environment. I'm uh, you know constantly shocked at their uh, inability to follow the science to recognize that climate change is real that we have more scientists in the world in agreement on the need to act and to act uh, quickly uh, you know it, 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 they, they obviously don't uh, seem to take seriously the mandate of the agency. Which is to protect the air we breathe, the water we drink, and our
0: environment. And do you think there's hope? I mean, do you think that uh, we can change what's happening in, in the climate and, and that we can, through the use of wind, solar, nuclear, and other, other matters, uh, you know, tidal energy and those sort of things, can we ter- get this turned around?
1: Well, it's going to take a, a lot of commitment, um, but I am uh, perpetually optimistic that uh, my generation will not be the first to leave to our, our children, our grandchildren, an environmental problem that they can't solve. Uh, the, the clock is running. We need to get moving. But, you know, I'm also encouraged because I see lots of states. Stepping up, I see cities stepping up. And just today, we see an announcement from Ford, Honda, Volkswagen, and the BMW company uh, that they have reached an agreement with the state of California on more efficient. Cars and cars that produce less greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, That was something I had worked on with President Obama. We had reached an agreement. Uh, The Trump administration is rolling that agreement back. And now the car companies have gone to California uh, to to work with them to make cleaner, uh, more efficient So I think there are reasons to be optimistic. Ultimately, you do need the government. Uh, The government really provides a backstop. Uh, Many companies are leaders, but not all are. So you need to make sure there's sort of a a floor. Uh, You need to enforce standards. It's not fair to a company that's meeting an environmental standard if their competitor isn't. Um, And and, and that's what we see at EPA right now. They're not providing that certainty to industry. They're not enforcing uh, the standards um, deeply, deeply Disturbing.
0: And what are your views on new nuclear power? I know we've got the plant Vogel being built in Georgia in the U.S., and, and there are other plants being built around the world. What do you think the future of of new plants is in in uh, in the world?
1: Uh you know, I, that's that's a I think a good question. I think it's 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 hard to know. Um, I think there are some newer technologies, for example, the small modular reactors, and I think there's actually one that's going to be built uh, somewhere in the West. Um, I, I think it's now gotten its permits um, and it's a very interesting technology. It's not as big as the existing facilities and it's sort of, uh, for lack of a better, it's probably not the technical way to describe it, but it sort of snaps on so depending on how much you need, you add more units uh, in but it's the kind of thing that could uh, help you know, perhaps uh, uh, some sort of big um, industrial insta- installation, uh, maybe an army base you could use it to provide them with uh, clean, a clean power source um, and it could be part of a distributed energy uh, system potentially. So I think there's a lot of exciting things uh, going on. Um, you know, we are going to have to have every single tool available if we're going to meet the climate crisis because as, 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 as we are taking steps here in the United States, we need to remember that um, there are many parts of the world that are just electrifying and a strong hope would be that they do so with a clean energy uh, source uh, not a a dirty polluting energy source
0: right and i think the plant you're speaking of is a new scale plant uh, that they're proposing and to be built in idaho for UAMPs. yes and, okay yes that's
1: that yes that is it thank you yep no no worries <laughs> remember if it was idaho <laughs>
0: yep okay well thank you so much for your time is there anything else that uh, we maybe haven't covered that you'd like to talk touch on
1: No, that was um, wonderful. Thank you.